wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And this amazing podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto for an amazing selection for reliable low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This podcast is going to be full of energy, full of excitement, because baseball is back. Now, at the time of recording this podcast, there's nothing official yet in terms of a start date, in terms of the games played, in terms of the playoff format. We can get into all of that later on. But the biggest piece of news in this whole conversation, this whole layoff, this whole scenario, has been the fact that... Major League Baseball and their Players Association have not been able to come to terms on paying the players, on the salaries, on what's fair for both sides. That's been the biggest hurdle. We thought we had it figured out in March. I came on this podcast in March praising the owners and saying they did a phenomenal job of working all of that out before we got to this point. Then we get to this point and really all hell breaks loose. And it doesn't look like we're going to have baseball this year. And then today, on Monday night, Monday evening, news breaks from Jeff Passan, Kansas City legend, that the MLB owners have agreed now to go back to that March agreement and pay the players their full and entire pro-rated contract. You're not going to pro-rate the pro-rate. They're going to get the full entire pro-rated contract. And that right there tells me baseball will happen this year. That's all that they needed to happen was to have the full prorated money. That's it. Now, the game's played is something we can talk about right now. The game's played is something that you look at, and right now the owners are trying to get 50 regular season games, 60 regular season games. Here's the deal. This is just pure negotiation. Pure negotiation. I've told you the last two weeks, this season only happens... If there's 80 games or less played, 82 games or less played. So the owners know that, and the owners are comfortable playing 82 games. However, why wouldn't you throw out 50 games right now, or 60 games right now, if you could get the players to agree to that? And you're hearing tweet that go off in the background, because Jeff Passan is just dropping all of this news on us as we're recording. So you, you look at this whole scenario. Why wouldn't the owners suggest 50 to 60 games? It gets you to the playoffs faster. It gets you to the playoffs likely before uh, the NFL really ramps up and you're really competing uh, for a ton of eyeballs. And it gets you to the playoffs before a second wave of coronavirus comes, if there is going to be a second wave. So there's a ton of benefits to having a, a short season like this. It also generates more interest. So there's a ton of benefits to a 50 to 60 game season. Now, as a baseball purist, as a baseball fan, in general, big picture here, 
50 to 60 games we know is not legitimate. We know it's not a good indication of what a season was or what teams were or what could have been. However, as a cash grab, as a TV game, as a TV strategy, as a sport strategy to get attention, 50 to 60 games is actually the best possible outcome. And I don't think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see 82 games. But if we get this deal that's been approved by the owners, if we get this deal proposed by the owners of 50 to 60 games, then this is the best possible outcome for the sport because I'll tell you why. No team will be out of this at all. Throughout the season, no team is going to be out of it because you're not only going to get 50 to 60 games, you're going to get expanded postseason. You would have to almost lose every single game for the first month of the season to be out of it. To not, to not be in the hunt for a top 14 seed. You would have to almost lose every single game out of the gate. So it creates so much buzz and excitement around the sport because your team is in it. Your team's in it. Look what happened in Kansas City. Look what happened to that TV rating whenever the Royals were good all summer. And now look what happened to it when the Royals lose 100 games every year. Same thing with attendance, although the attendance does not matter because there's not going to be any fans anywhere. But the TV part of this. You watch the games on TV more when your team is in it. Baseball does not have that national cachet. You're not going to tune in to Sunday Night Baseball. Like you would Sunday Night Football or you would you know, the NBA on TNT on Thursday nights or Saturday uh, nights on ESPN. You're not going to tune into every national game the same way you do in all these other sports. You are a selfish fan in baseball. We all are. We only care about our regional team, and we learn about the sport from our teams playing other teams, but in general, we only care about our regional team, whereas in football, you care about the Chiefs, you watch the Chiefs, but you'll also watch every other football game that there is. And if you're a basketball fan, you'll watch every other basketball game that there is. In baseball, there's not enough time. They play every single day. It takes too long. You only have time to dedicate to one team. And in this format, 50 to 60 games with expanded playoffs, that team, whoever it is, I don't care if you're a Royals fan, I don't care if you're a Marlins fan, I don't care if you're a Pirates fan, whoever it is, they're going to be in the hunt the entire season. The entire season they're going to be in the hunt for that top 14 seed. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful model. It capitalizes on the TV market because, again, you're going to be more apt to watch baseball if your team's still in it, especially whenever you cannot enjoy going to the game. So if your team's still in it, you're going to watch. And I'll tell you this, if the Royals fall apart in in an 82-game season or even the 114 that the players suggested, if the Royals fall apart and they were buried, you would all be flipping the channel over to the big NBA playoff game or the NFL game coming on TV. You wouldn't be sticking with the Royals. Now, though, every game will matter for the Royals, every single game, every single game. And you'll feel like they they can compete. After the break, we're going to talk more about this from the Kansas City standpoint, but I do want to talk more about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Listen, no one wants to be going inside of a store right now. There's coronavirus, there's social distancing, there's all this evil stuff in the world right now. You do not want to be surrounding yourself with a ton of people. And why make it even harder going into a normal traditional auto parts store whenever there are so many makes and models of different parts and gadgets and gizmos that need to go in your vehicle that there's no way they're going to have those parts in the store for you. They're going to have to order them online. So why don't you just go ahead and order them online yourself at rockauto.com. A big reason to repair your car and maintain your car is to save you money. 
You can save money by maintaining your car. You can use it for other important things in life like mortgages or food and other things like that. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or 100% more on the exact same auto part? The exact same auto part at a chain store or a new dealership rather than just going to rockauto.com. Listen, it's an easy decision to go to rockauto.com. It's a family business that is serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've been in the online industry selling parts online for 20 years. Some of you didn't even know the internet existed 20 years ago. This is a big deal from a family-owned business at Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. Whenever you, whenever they ask you how you hear about us, say Locked On sent you and they'll get you fixed up. It's an amazing selection for reliable, low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And you cannot forget about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is still a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It gets you the protein you need pre-workout, post-workout, even as a meal replacement for low sugar, low carb, every single time. 110 calories gets you the protein you need for low sugar, low carb. It's very filling, and they're very tasty. They taste exactly like a candy bar. You can use them again, pre-workout, post-workout. You can use them as breakfast. I've done that before. They're, they're that filling. The, the flavors are just impeccable. They really are. Anything that says peanut butter, go ahead and add it to your cart. Go ahead and buy it because the peanut butter mixed with the chocolate coating on the outside is just chef kiss. It is it is great. I also love the banana nut bread. I cannot get over the banana nut bread. And this bar, this built bar, unlike regular protein bars that taste like chalk, that leave a terrible aftertaste. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. If you've been in the protein game, you know. If you, you can look up ways and tips and tricks to get down those protein bars, those big names that you've heard of before, there's tips and tricks on the internet that people use to eat them. You don't need all of that with Built Bar. You know what you need to do with Built Bar? You need to open the packaging, put it in your mouth, eat it, that's it. Great, great tasting on the front end, great tasting on the back end. It is an awesome experience for Built Bar. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. Get $10 off your first order. So let's focus this on baseball. Let's focus this on the Royals. We've done a lot of talk about the money. And now the money situation is over. Now that the owners have agreed to give players their pro-rated deals, their, their fully and entirely pro-rated deals, money talk is over. And I know a lot of you hated it. A lot of you hated the owner uh, and player debates on here. A lot of you hated hearing about money while you're having to deal with financial troubles of your own. And I get that. Everyone is right now. So that part's done. So we can celebrate that. But from a baseball standpoint, again, I want to reiterate that a 50-60 to 60 game plan would be awesome for Kansas City. Awesome. I've spent all offseason talking about how this lineup, this Royals lineup 1-9, through nine, is a competitive bunch. It's a competitive lineup. It's a lineup that I trust to go win a baseball game. Is it the best lineup? No. Is it a terrible lineup? No. It is a competitive lineup, and every single night you will get a competitive lineup. Whenever you see what Ryan O'Hearn did, what Ryan McBroom did, whenever you see what Ryan, uh, every Ryan in the world did, but especially Nicky Lopez also, who's not a Ryan, but Nicky Lopez had a good spring, uh, and he was looking well you know, before the suspension with his new workout plan, uh, going on the Whit Merrifield diet. This lineup was going to be a good one. You add Salvador Perez back in that lineup. You add uh, Mondesi back in that lineup. It was going to be a competitive lineup. The question was pitching. 
And again, go back to spring training. You saw Josh Stomont play very well. You saw Trevor Rosenthal pitch very well. If you just get a couple of those surprises in the pitching staff, just a couple of them, mix that with this competitive lineup, mix that with a good month, this, is, this can be a top 14 team in 50 games. In 50 games, this can be a top 14 team. In 60 games, this can be a top 14 team. Again, I'll use the example last year of the Rangers who have to have an incredible hot start and then finished middle of the pack by the time that the All-Star game came and gone. But if you cut that season off at 50 games, the Rangers were one of the best teams in baseball. That can happen to Kansas City. That can happen to this lineup. And especially if the rosters are expanded, and especially if you feel more comfortable putting guys like Brady Singer, maybe even a Jackson Coart, into that rotation. Because look, even if you lost service time, and I'm not sure how it's going to work for prospects who didn't play last year, because again, you're going to get credited for the service time you had last year this year if you just play in the MLB. So I don't know exactly how it's going to work for prospects, and we'll find that out pretty soon. Uh, but even if you lose this year, okay, even if you just have to give them a year, is it what's more valuable to you? Okay, option A is they sit at home, they do private workouts, they do throwing sessions, that's it, because the minor league season is canceled. Or option B, you lose one of your six years of control, but they still get to be in-game situations, they get experience, they get acclimated to the big leagues without the fans there, just facing up big league talent, and then you add the fans in later, they get put into these high-stress situations within waves. In my opinion, and, I, and I've been strong, I've been heavy-handed even, on the you-do-not-call-up-Brady-Singer-on-opening-day camp before we broke camp. I was all in on not calling up Brady Singer opening day because it would mess with the service time. You would be losing this year for no reason. However, now there is a reason. You would be losing this year. That is a huge sacrifice for a small market team, especially if you believe this pitcher is going to be any good because if any pitcher is good, he's not staying in a small market if he's, if he's that good. If he's as good as we expect Brady Singer to be, as we expect uh, Daniel Lynch to be, as we expect Jackson, Jackson Coart to be, they're not staying in a small market. They're going to go get paid. So you need all those six years. However, the benefit here is a bonus of, okay, they don't have the option of playing in Omaha. They don't have the option you know, of playing in Northwest Arkansas. They've got to play somewhere. Do you really want Brady Singer and these young pitchers to take a year off and just do you know, throwing programs at home? I'm not saying that would ruin their career, but it could set their timeline back a little bit. And hey, that might even that might even be just setting it back a little a, a few months, and I don't know anything, and Dayton Moore knows what he's doing, uh, and I agree with that. But just from a common man's perspective, from a lamesman's perspective, to me, it makes sense where you would rather have a guy get repetitions than sit at home when you're trying to develop them, when you're using them in their prime developing years you kind of want them to develop and get experience. So it'll be interesting to see, because if we're going to expand this to 50, if we're going to expand this roster, like, like people are saying, to 40, 50, 50 men rosters, if we're going to go that, that extreme with the expansions, 
you're going to call up prospects. You're going to have to. You won't have anyone else in your in your system but to call up prospects. So is that does that mean every single team's going to lose that year from from every single prospect? That wouldn't be good. That would almost be devastating to small market teams. It would be fun though. I mean, you're telling me you wouldn't be jacked to watch Brady Singer, Wander Franco, guys who we didn't really expect to come up this year yet, but due to the expanded roster, maybe they get called up. It'd be awesome, but how do you work out the business side of this? Really, that's, that's the only business side I expect there to, to be a little bit of a hurdle in. The rest of this is free and clear. The service time for the prospects will be interesting, uh, and the roster expansion. Uh, other than that, it seems pretty cut and dry. The owners want 50 to 60 games, but they're willing to cave to 82 games. Uh, no more than that, though. The players should be willing to drop down from 114 to 82. That shouldn't be an issue. That shouldn't stop you from playing baseball this year. Uh, other than that, how are they going to do the playoffs? Are we going to eliminate conferences? Are we going to eliminate leagues and not have an ALNL? Just have, you know, the top 14 records? How are we going to do it? I want to know. Are we still thinking about doing this whole, there's no AL Central, there's no NL Central, it's just the Central? There's no AL East, there's no NL East, it's just the East? Are we still thinking about doing that? I want to know that as well. So there's still news to come out, but I wanted to hop on here immediately right now, and and again, this news could all be changed by the time that you're hearing this, uh, because the biggest hurdle has been crossed. The biggest hurdle was, getting the owners to pay the players their full prorated deal. And they've now gotten their full prorated deal. And that's all that needed to happen for there to be baseball this year. So we're going to get baseball this year. So here's the plan the rest of the week on the show. If we get an MLB plan, again, I've hit you with a show Monday and Tuesday, and there's only three shows each week. So I've kind of burned out right here uh, this week. And again, once we return to baseball, it's going to go back to five days a week. So don't worry about that. Uh, I'll hit you with a draft episode at the end of the week. Uh, and if there's any breaking news between now and then, again, I'll hit you with a draft episode at the end of the week. If there's any breaking news of an official plan, I'm done I'm done wasting your time and my time with hypotheticals here, but this was a big deal, so I need to talk about it. Uh, once there's a concrete plan, I'll have an emergency podcast if that's this, this week. I'll have an uh, emergency fourth episode this week if, the, if we get something done. Uh, but I'll also have on uh, some of our draft guys to cover the MLB draft on the, on the network and talk about what the Royals should do next week. Because, again, a lot of you in general don't have time to keep up with the draft, and I don't either. I have time to keep up with the draft. It's very hard, unlike any other sport, to keep up with the, with the draft in baseball. Uh, and it's especially hard this year whenever seasons get canceled and guys play like a month of college and that's it. Uh, so – I want to get the guys that really study this and really understand each player and have been following all of them since high school and see what all they think about the guys that the Royals could be drafting. So that's going to be later on in the week and next week as we prepare for the June 11th draft. It's going to be a big one for Kansas City. It's going to be a big one for every small market team. But still, they know more than me about this stuff. Again, I'm, I have to work in Division Two athletics, so I'm really focusing on my school and who we play, and I'm not really looking big picture here. There's a couple guys at our level that might get drafted this year, but given the, the nature of the only five rounds, I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, but that's where I have to spend my time, so I don't even get to look big picture at the draft. So it's going to be good to have, uh, for my sake and yours, uh, those guys come on. Jeff with the Indians show and uh, Taylor Ward-Blake with the uh, Angels show. So go ahead and go listen to MLB, Locked on MLB, 
and you can hear their entire mock draft. We'll play that for you on the next show as well, who they pick for the Royals. But if you want to hear their entire mock draft, go ahead to Locked On MLB. You'll get all of that content over there. They did a great job. It's a three-part series of their mock draft. Part one's out now with the Kansas City Royals. Go ahead and go listen to that. So that wraps up this edition of Locked On Royals. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you don't have Twitter, email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com, and go check out Locked On MLB. That, that is going to be a very fun episode for you. Again, it's, it's an entire week of mock drafts over there that you guys need to go check out because they do a phenomenal job covering the draft, and you're going to want to listen to it. So be good, and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.